Asset Arrest, your global agent for accessing the property you can't afford. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Asset Arrest. I'm Laura Yule and in each episode I invite a different guest to attend a viewing of a different residential property with me and we pose as potential buyers. This episode's guest is Alberto Duman who is my first return guest and also the guest from the first ever episode I published. Alberto is an artist, researcher and lecturer and you should check out his work if you don't already know it. I'll link in the description below. His work is concerned with the agency of culture in the project of the world-class city and the role of the effective domain in its development, which means that an aesthetic disposition now occupies a central position in managerial regimes of opportunistic planning and city-making, so artistic practices become part of their purposes. An example of a project that Alberto has worked on in recent years was a brilliant one called Music for Master Planning, which was in 2016 whilst he was artist in residence at the University of East London, within a course in the architecture department called Reading the Neoliberal City, which is led by Anna Minton. To give you a bit of an overview of this project, Music for Master Planning stemmed from his finding a promotional video called London's Regeneration Supernova, which had been made by the London Development Agency, who no longer exists and the borough of Newham. So the video Alberto Fine was produced to be shown at the Shanghai World Expo in 2010 and was made to promote what they were calling an arc of opportunity, which was the area running from Stratford through Canning Town, Custom House and the Royal Docks. And by promote, of course, I mean to attract investment. Alberto details how after this event at Shanghai in 2010, the video disappeared from the public sphere and could not be found anywhere. So in 2012, he made a freedom of information request to the London Borough of Newham and they sent him the film, but it was silent in this version. So Alberto said that this absence of sound, in his words, for such an important piece of promotional marketing, urbanism and top-down narrative of place opened up the conceptual space for the project to take place. So Music for Master Planning wanted to recapture the meaning of opportunity that the video promoted and to rewrite its missing soundtrack using different approaches collected within the boundary of this so-called arc of opportunity and by those who actually live, work and play in this area. So throughout 2016, 17 different soundtracks for the video were composed and recorded by people living in the arc of opportunity. Um, so you can listen to these online. I'll post the link again in the description. Um, there was also a book stemming from the project that was published in 2018 by Repeater Books and I've read it and it's really great and it's called Regeneration Songs, Sounds of Opportunity and Loss from East London. Um, it contains a number of texts and responses to the themes raised by this project from various contributors including artists, urbanists and East London locals. Um, so I'll also include a link to where you can buy this book. This time Alberto wanted to view a new development in Tottenham Hale that he can see from his nearby house. Uh, we'd previously gone for a walk around the area and the property we're going to see, Hale Works by Anthology, is situated within what is called Hale Village and is one of the tallest residential buildings around the area at the moment. According to Hale Village's website, Tottenham Hale was designed an opportunity area in the London plan. Hale Village was the first of six identified sites to be redeveloped. The vision for Hale Village was to create a vibrant, sustainable urban village, creating a new character area for London that would be a model for mixed communities and a catalyst for the regeneration of Tottenham Hale. Hale Works by Anthology is a 32-storey block with 279 homes. Anthology are a relatively young developer that is part of the Life Story group. So according to their website, Life Story offers an exceptional collection of quality homes and services that have been created by our brands, Anthology, Pegasus Life and Renaissance Retirement. Together we create homes and serve our customers at every stage of their life. Stories of homes created for living. From first-time buyers to downsizers looking for financial flexibility and a thriving community, everyone can create their perfect home with Life Story. So on that heartwarming note, let's go to the Italian cafe in Delhi in Hale Village where Alberto and I met for our previewing chat. Apologies about the background noise, but it was quite difficult to avoid. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter, yeah. squash the... Yeah. Okay, I think yeah. we're done. Um, um, good morning. Good morning. We are... We're in Tottenham Hale in a 
charming Italian cafe and deli. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're, we've got a bit of time before we go and view Pale Works by an anthology. Mm-hmm. Um, Alberto, as a Tottenham, well, you live in Tottenham Hale? Yeah, yeah I, I live just around the corner in Antill Road and my uh, everyday uh, sort of wake up uh, a landscape, visual landscape, is exactly the tower that we're going to go and see. So it's mm. like this monolith, this obelisk that stands uh, above everything else in the area and uh, is just in line with my, my window. So it's been for quite some time a strange object of cult and, and visual interest for me. So I'm really excited about going to rise into the top. And uh, as a local re- resident, um, can you give us any mm. special insights to the, the regeneration of Tottenham Hale that mm. seems very much <clears throat> yep. in full swing? Mm. So Tottenham Hale has been um, earmarked for quite some time as one of the areas of expansions of London, really directed by the, 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 the biggest kind of uh, partnership strength of public and private. Um, forces in the sense that it was earmarked by the mayor of London. It was already part of the uh, local area plan uh, and um, part of the the, the architecture for London larger expansion in that huge kind of model that they had for quite a long time in their offices. So it's now progressively uh, piece by piece becoming a reality. And um, he has uh, a, a kind of a, 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 an amazing impact on the whole area. And it was a possible because of the parceling of land, which once again was part of a, uh, a council-led, major, mayor-approved, uh, developers-led uh, kind of uh, uh, massive regeneration project that's about 3,000 dwelling in total. Uh, one part of it is where we are now is the, the oldest part, let's say, the one that has already existed since uh, 2005. Uh, These it, buildings? This part, yeah. Oh, okay. So they basically arrived first. Um, this is the Hale Village and it basically includes uh, Unite student accommodation, uh, private uh, ownership, shared ownership, uh, and the latest arrival, which is just completed, uh, is the anthology that we're going to go and see. It's also involving uh, TFL as one of the other major partners because the Tottenham Hill Station is being revamped and uh, sort of uh, uh, refurbished and expanded. As you can imagine, the reason why we are in an area of expansion, it's all to do, as usual, with the history of London, with transport yeah. uh, infrastructure. Yeah, it's definitely in a very good location. It's basically for, an for incredible uh, good location that goes directly to Stansted Airport. Mm. It goes directly to Cambridge, which is another area of expansion. So there's this corridor that is forming throughout. Um, he has connections with the Victoria Line, which therefore connects to other stations. Victoria, central London is probably the fastest and most efficient tube lines that, 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 that there is. Yeah, very good uh, the overground, the developments on the other side of the canal in the Leighton Marshes that are also uh, a part of this kind of expansion area, although under the Walton Forest Council. Uh, so there is really a huge growth that is going to be amazingly impactful on the whole area. And let's not forget, it's also there's another reason why this has, has had a lot of wind in its sail, is that it is located in Irongate and on the edge of Tottenham High Street, which is just around the corner. But at the same time, it's trying to do its best to leave behind the uh, inheritance of Tottenham as the place where riots started Mm. in 2011 and the historical um, political wrangling in Haringey with momentum taking over with the um, previous uh, 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 resistance 
to other forms of development. If you remember, there was a, a very famous case in which Haringey was the theater of a battle uh, against a council developer-led uh, vehicle developer redevelopment for which Haringey was going to be almost like a, a, uh, a pilot for other councils to follow. Uh, and this was one of the famous kind of uh, battles that the resistance sort of took towards was this form of development one exactly at the same time with that uh, a Labour Party takeover uh, momentum takeover was taking place so there was, there's always been an interesting kind of uh, uh, specific history of governance local governance uh, areas of development and at the same time remember we're also in Tottenham in on the edge of uh, Fortin Road and the other area where artists are much present. So um, Tottenham was one of the few uh, recipients of the mayor creating land trusts, which means a certain particular status of protection for creative industries that was granted by uh, Sadiq can in uh, 2018 and um, for all kind of reasons it hasn't quite seen a huge amount of uh, activity since this um, sort of new status has been granted but is a very important player in the area as well and the fact that we've got lots of uh, still uh, remnants of industrial estates, warehouses, artists, independent businesses, uh, Markville Road is often uh, uh, kind of quartered uh, in the various hoardings around here as one of the places where this activity mm. are associated with. And, and as we know from our walking about, the, 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 the crown uh, jewel of this development will be this fairy island, which is the this island at the center yeah, of which the is area. absolutely not an island. Which <laughs> <I mean, laughs> is a patch. This is a patch. <laughs> Just a bit of land. But that particular um, area, that particular area is important because it's also heavily marketed mm. through uh, the uh, artistic personalities, the creatives as the center of the as the center of the, the, the faces of the development. Really. Yeah. The creative energy that sells the development is the artist, the artist person. Yeah. You know, I think the it's one of the first time. a selection yeah. of yeah. supposedly local artists and yeah. designers kind of yeah. making statements about how important Tottenham is to yeah. always, we, I mean, we were wondering if these people are being paid mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. to be used in that way. Yeah, this is something interesting to, to investigate. And I suspect kind of probably not because, mm. I mean, London City Island, where we last kind of viewed property together, uh, I had a studio there and we were regularly asked if we would do things like that for Ballymore, mm. you know, mm. when they have videos of some of the creatives on uh -huh. their website. Right. And that was absolutely not paid. People not thought they all. were, <clears throat> it was an <clears throat> opportunity for self-promotion, I guess, mm. which whether that works out for them, well, I don't this know. Well, interesting then. Either this is the same arrangement and this uh, particular people have found the arrangement suitable for them for a different reason. Uh, it might be a different class of people. It might be yeah. a different kind of orientation. Maybe times since you had that kind of uh, approach have slightly changed in the creative community. Maybe some parts of the creative community increasingly are polarized, I think. Mm. Some of them are becoming more and more uh, playfully engaged in this kind of roles that they see as ultimately still beneficial for them, regardless of the kind of... It's almost like we're entering a post-gentrification uh, thinking, yeah. where um, artists have almost normalized their, their presence and their role to an extent that they start to envisage a way of entering the process rather than uh, confronting it. Yeah, and well, they're so, like invited in. Mm. It's very easy for an artist to get involved in like doing something around these new developments. Um, okay, so I think also, I mean, this is quite pleasant where we are at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, one thing that really strikes me around here is claiming island 
ish mm. things. This is the, where we are right now is being described as an eco district. Mm. And then you look around and you're basically cornered in by huge roads. Uh, you're like right beside a kind of humongous retail park. Mm. And there's all these things that seem to counter this like yeah. island village. Dis- like, you know, it's just, uh, it's quite like, yeah, it's quite a stark landscape when you step outside of. There is, a, there is that, it's true, and also a lot less marketed, although this idea of eco perhaps might be associated with it, it's not what appears on the hoarding as a selling point, and we'll go back to that with the hoarding and what actually they contain as images, but for instance, we are a few steps away, we could just walk out, turn left, and we are immediately in the marshes. Yeah. Right? And by the canal. Yeah, it's actually very nice. Which, uh, those, you know, yeah, those, yeah, those assets are, are perhaps the most valuable for anyone, let's say, with a family moving in. But do they actually to, use that to promote the place? That's then? it. I don't see. I mean, maybe today we'll, we'll kind of harvest some brochures or something, whether that is mentioned. But in the hoardings, which are usually the first point of uh, marketing, visual marketing that, that, that tends to attract, or at least that's the narrative that they want to pitch. That, those resources are not at all uh, pointed as part of their value. Mm. Yes, you, you have the usual view from the top level of the tower, which, which obviously uh, highlight greenery, right? Yeah. But the main um, figures that they want you to pay attention to. Uh, as we said before, creative young businesses or enterprises mm. that signifies this kind of entrepreneurial, young entrepreneurial thing. There's nothing new about this, but I think it's probably one of the first time where rather than showing, rather than telling you what the uh, investments are, for instance, Mm. Or how this place is connected to others. You know the usual, the usual hoarding um, sort of taglines, which is ten minutes from this, two minutes yeah, from that, yeah, yeah, yeah. which actually is one of the assets of the area. What they seems to foreground, certainly in the Fairy Island in that part of Vale, it's none of those characteristics, but simply the presence of those creators. Yeah. If that is bona fide already a sign of inherent value in the in the flats. It's quite interesting. But and does that work? Do well, you think like people buy yeah. I mean, is anyone actually looking at that thinking, oh, perfect, mm. I'll um, I'll buy sure. I'll buy a flat oh my here. God, she's here? Definitely. I must have a Yeah, there's like twenty creatives. Yes. But then maybe they're maybe they're targeting that audience to buy property, you know, kind of like Creatives who earn money. I mean, you could ask that question. You can ask that question to all advertising. Does advertising work? Well, most of the time, it's known not to work in in the sense of revenue, Mm. but it works in terms of brand value, which is intangible and is one of the most valuable things for that reason. So, like any other form of marketing, it's to do with changing minds or with attracting the economy. The economy of attention, mm. and it is clear that if they pitch and they invested their image into this individuals, essentially, which are other bearers of the value of this uh, development, yeah. so real estate becomes faces at the end of the day. And actually, not just that, there is a certain transition to this kind of more uh, personalized, uh, embodied kind of values, even in this. Um, uh, interesting public artwork which is on the fence of the other side of the development as soon as you come out mm. um, which is uh, bringing forth a message of colorful uh, uh, attractive patterns and the word love appearing in it, oh. right yeah. um, uh, I forgot the, the exact sentence but we can probably see it on, on the way uh, on the way back, um, be uh, be arrested or be mindful and know that all I have for you is love. <laughs> Something of the sort. So there is, you know, some form of strange poetically corrupted mm. language has always had the the has always had the upper hand in marketing, right? There's always yeah. been some form of association. Sometimes the most crude, crude kind of repossessions uh, uh, of, of, of of other forms of lines and sort of like. These, know. I mean, they also. But like here, 
these cheesy lines yeah. translate easily into every these language. Cheesy lines are the same ones that you find when you look at quotes on Google, you know, yeah. which has become one of the most uh, uh, awful market of, of language, marketing of language already, where there are pillowcases made in that kind of mm. that quote, there are mugs, there are all this kind of thing. Keep calm and have Can, fun. They're coming, yeah. City it's all this, there's all this kind of things, right? So that there is really a huge appropriation. Here, the fact that it, they engage someone to create a kind of message, and particularly this work coming out in COVID, when a certain kind of renaissance of mutual aid, independence, uh, intimacies, uh, uh, and care, the word care that has acquired a huge amount of currency all throughout. And we use, we have the word love associated with the development. I think that's, I'm not sure whether that's the first time, but it's definitely... No, there's one near Canary Wharf that said, this is one of my favorite ones yeah. ever, they said, um, love inspires collaboration. There you are. I think that. I think that's. I mean, and, yeah. And 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 this is interesting because actually, yeah, that sounds like a strange well, it's also like motivational. It's a, it's a luxury property development. Who yeah. are they even yeah. thinking is going to collaborate? Yeah, like, what exactly. does that? It just means nothing. Who wants to collaborate? And then where, where's the? How, what's the economy of love for a certain kind of category? Of and should, I mean, like, they could even have said love inspires community, and it would yeah. make more sense. But. Yeah. It's interesting, but this this is really a direct address. It's just, it addresses the people that are passing by, supposedly um, uh, associating the idea that what this development is about mm. is this projections. Sort of also, projections it's very strange for that new uh, fairy island, which is not remotely finished yet, mm. to use images to feature existing mm. residents that mm. don't live in the mm. development. Mm. No, and for all we know, these people are some of the people that are going to end up pushed out of the area because the prices are Interestingly enough, um, I think uh, those, some of those people, I think we have to, there's some mapping to be done, perhaps, here, Laura. Um, if we go towards Seven Sister, which is the other station, the next station on the Victoria Line, is really around the corner. Um, you see on the on the corner of Seven Sister exactly where the Latin market that has been at the at the core of one of the uh, resistance towards development in the area. Yeah, yeah the Latin place, market, which is recently it. the developer Granger has actually given up. So that's a story oh, really? to be connected. Oh really? So that's like yeah. a success. Yeah, Granger story. has given up. So we should go actually. Yeah. Okay, we'll, okay, we'll pick part. this up after. Yeah. yeah. Hi, and welcome to Anthology Hailworks. I'm Chris Powell, project director from Anthology. I'd like to start by telling you a little bit about the development. We're building a landmark building, over 32 floors, with a mixture of studios, one, two and three bedrooms. Hale Works is blessed with a fantastic location and great connectivity. Just a stone throw from the site is Tottenham Hale Tube and Train Station, where you can catch a tube to the West End in 15 minutes, a train down to Liverpool Street and a train north to Stansted Airport. Tottenham Hale is part of the Mayor of London's housing zone which is going to seek to deliver 5,000 new homes and also a range of commercial, retail and leisure options. And just five minutes from our site is Walthamstow Wetlands, where there is a variety of cycle routes and also places for an afternoon shop. Hale Works is the final phase of the award-winning Hale Village. The village is home to residential, student accommodation and commercial property and we're really proud to be the final piece of the puzzle. Anthology are committed to engaging with the local community and we get involved in lots of local events that bring this community together that we hope will really benefit our residents when they move in. Please keep an eye on our social media feeds for any upcoming events. A yeah. lot of these new builds don't have phone signal in mm. them and I don't mm. understand why. You think it would be like they put the USBs directly for you to charge the phone. Once yeah, you're right, inside you're completely fibre all the rest. But this bloody fiber optic, yeah. so it should be, they should have repeaters throughout the building, right? You should have mm. phone signal even in the lift, right? In, I have this problem in so many places yeah. in London, I just don't get a signal. Mm. Mm. I don't know if it's a network I'm on, but I don't think so. It's like a normal network. Other places in other places in, in the world or in, in, I mean, for instance, in, the, in Milan, I always have um, reception on the underground. Mm. Um, 
anyway, we're so. we're out of our very long one hour fifty minutes viewing. Mm -hmm. We saw what we saw two two bedrooms, mm. three three bedrooms. Oh, it's a bit mind numbing, isn't it? To have to have this kind of um, to enter this kind of world. Yeah, and then I mean, the most enjoyable is obviously seeing one that's been furnished yeah, or dressed, sure, as they sure. call it. Um, because the rest, mm. very strange shapes of rooms. Like that's really hard to work with that's when you're putting they, furniture they need in. To keep that flat, the show flat, because otherwise, because every room, everyone went slightly different, weren't they? Yeah, and I think people would be very baffled by buying uh, irregular shape rooms, which is one of the characteristics yeah. of the. Like of honestly, the I want a sofa that's like. Mm. What's the word? I want it parallel. You know, like I want to be directly mm. facing the TV yeah. when I'm yeah. sat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess you can get one of those TVs that pull out at an angle. Yeah, which um, is why the the they privilege the light and the and the, the terraces and the the, mm. the the kind of floor to ceiling um, uh, windows, which obviously make the space very light and airy. But this is one of the contradictions of minimalism that. In creating spaces where the features of the of the of the building or the room mm. are in a, in essence what describes the space, yeah. then you find yourself with having to make concession to that choice because everything else has to work with it. Mm. You can't work around it. It's like it's like the classic modernist cube, right? The the, the all glass all around. And then what? And then you live in you have to, you have to live everywhere in the center island. Create spaces yeah, that yeah. are, you know, it's like. And here's it's interesting. I think that. I think at least on an architectural level, it looks like the developer has left the the the, the architect to do some take and design design decision, mm. despite the fact that they want to produce flats of a certain size. Yeah, I mean, I so like you know the, the shape that, looks nice when you're yeah. inside, but yeah. it's just not practical, really. Not all of them, but and most then, of them. No, yeah, not all of them. But and mm. then you just have this situation where you have these weird corners that you can't really put things in. Funny like, rooms and weird those, corners. Those the last two flats yeah. was those yeah. bizarre, well, like very strange. Non -rooms. Hello, thank you. Thank you. It's so quiet. It makes you feel like have they yeah, forgotten us? Really Do they know? <laughs> thank you. Yes, a lot of glasses. I know, I love the tumblers of Camden Town. Well, I'm on the yeah, yeah. Bally Moor. We're very yeah. <laughs> showbeard. Yeah, I'm show and stubby, and you're tall and slim. Uh, yeah, those weird little rooms. And on the last one we saw, this third bedroom didn't have a wall on one side, yet it had a door on the other side leading I in. Think, I think it's because they've they, run out of. That's very, very strange, but it's interesting that they've done that because. Well, it's a very interesting, weird decision. They try to give you a choice. Mm. But you have to put the wall in yourself, right? Well, I wonder, I'm sure that if you buy a 900 top You're flat, like, you I'll probably can say... I'll pay an extra 10k for the wall. <laughs> no, they'll probably say, okay, don't worry, we've taken out the wall. Because okay, it didn't yeah, come yeah. designed that way. Because it's obvious that, for instance... It's that, very suspect, though. They've taken yeah. that wall out to make yeah. the room look amazing, you know, because then it's huge. It's well, not massive. huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, but it's so strange that you... Why would you even have that door? You need to have that... The the the, the kind of the... The central pillar, because that's obviously part of the structure. Hold, so yeah. you, you have to have that. But the do take the door off. If you're going to go down, so taking the wall yeah. off, just take, take the door off. Yeah. Like, don't stop there. Or even take the, even more, take the frame out and just leave the central yeah. pillar. But like then again, someone, it's not a three-bedroom no more. Someone doesn't have you much have common sense. You can't have a two-bedroom... It's a very strange that thing because it's almost like either you close that door mm. or you make it as like a, a strange feature, like and a sliding door that creates. I would I would have a sliding door in that in that corner, mm. you know, it's like nice. a, a, a double sliding door that can you can either have. It's almost like a meeting room <laughs> or like you know next to the well, well, anyway. Yeah, I don't know. And the room with the two <coughs> little plinth-like things in it again yeah. just take the door off why would you put the mm. oh, I guess you might store things there but still mm. that was the room the, the little cupboard with that design feature what was that angled it must be covering something it was almost like someone trying to make a model of the building yeah, inside just, the, that the would cupboard, be quite nice inside the cupboard 
that is actually you open it then yeah. it's a model of the building that you're in so there's, there's she was nice yeah uh, I don't know I don't know if she I feel like you asked a lot of questions that she really didn't have answers to about the local area or she was kind of just bluffing. Would you, like, would, did you, do you mind that? Because I, I wasn't, I didn't plan it, but then I, I thought, I wanted to know how much the people that, she seemed to be fairly local, no? She says, I did, I bought some, no, no, she's Wapping, in Wapping, completely not. Which is Again, not. it's, Wapping is a classic quarter for office people who work for this, for this developers and companies. Mm. It's like a, it's like a, it's almost like a village of, um, that is because it's all owned by developer probably. Whopping's nice, isn't but it's it? nice. I mean, though, it's like right? he has a by the river. Yeah. He still uh, has he still has some remnants of the community that was one of the first one who fought the Docklands development. The mm. Whopping, you know, in fact, the Whopping Women's Museum, which is absolutely fabulous, right? I've never been there. Yeah, it's it's um, uh, it's where Anya Galaccio did some of her first installations and. It, it was, well, you know, Wapping was probably the first area to be kind of, not quite regenerated, but transformed mm. by studios and artists kind of like a takeover. Then there was a big, big fire in the studio complex there at some point. Oh. And, and now there's not and, really artists around there. And, and, then, and then they kind of got rid of, uh, of, of that sort of... Uh, Thing. And then he started, to, and then the, the design museums arrived mm. around the corner. So it started to become a kinder she-she conversion because they, they in, in Wapping there's a lot of conversions. Mm. They, they are such nice solid blocks of warehouses. Oh yeah. That they just converted them in smaller part, smaller apartments. Yeah, yeah. And really, really quite good. So probably that's what she's got. She's bought somewhere. Because of, anyway. Yeah, because there's nothing. But that's interesting because it must be less than. Because you would have thought the, the one bedroom, like the guy that I spoke to on the terrace, it would have been an interesting conversation. Because he bought it with the help to buy. Yeah, so I wonder. But we can we can buy it. What the hell? We can what? buy the thirty seven floor. What exactly is help to buy? Help How to buy is a government. It? It's a government. Uh, but it's scheme not the same as get... shared ownership. No, right? no, no. Help to buy. The difference is that it's your first. Uh, it's, the, it's your first. Um, uh, oh, it has to be the first purchase. property you've owned. The first there. property you own it, and the help to buy means that you get only five percent of the lump sum. So you need five percent of the value as the lump sum, mm. and then you have uh, particularly advantages um, mortgages which are underwritten by the government because we have to cover a huge amount, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's like we can we can you can you cannot access this for the flats that we saw. I think if you know, that's it was all the lower it was half all, of the yeah, building. It was all the, the one bedroom lower half. I don't I don't know whether it's all one bedroom, but all up to the eleventh floor. The prices that. start for a studio there, which must be absolutely tiny. Yeah, like one room, one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You, it's 400, um nearly four hundred thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. So studio. Twenty ah. k deposit with help to buy, maybe. What is the studio? What is the studio? Like? So I'm guessing, like I viewed studios. Uh, at the Wardian Ballymore and Jesus it was like the size of the living rooms there basically but with the kitchen there it's your bedroom it's your living room I mean like really tiny yeah I would have liked I mean, it would have been fun to see um, other types of um, but of course we had to we had to act like we were pitching our certain type so that was fine but it, yeah it'd be interesting to see the sky so-called sky lounge was right. dreadful i mean like i mean it's better than nothing but like fake <laughs> grass few planters <laughs> yeah. and uh and two big cameras you've seen the two towers with the security camera no i didn't notice yeah that. i photographed them actually yeah. i mean the views were pretty good right i mean like the greener views mm. were nice you could just about see some London landmarks. Uh, it was true. With I, w I wasn't trying. I mean, I mean, I, I suppose part of what's happening in this in this situation is that you don't know you don't know whether I'm, I'm bluffing my my conversation mm. or or if I'm actually meaning that. And, and what I meant actually, I didn't know whether it sounded like a bluff to you. Is that because it's it's a tower so high but so located in in a 
in a in a dense urban yeah. area, it, it feels very different to be on the twenty seventh floor mm. than to be in in City Island or, or other places where you have you have a sense that you're very separated. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true what I what I meant that uh, that. Um, but wait, because of the landscape around. It's because of the landscape yeah. around. Yeah. So height is relative to to the context in which yeah. that is placed. And although from down below it looks like such a a stump, you know, a real mm. obelisk, a massive obelisk, solitary in the in the, in the rest of it, okay. it'd be interesting to see when the other tower is built. Uh, which would be even thinner and, and taller. And for sure they're going to change that retail park yes. into more towers because it looks Must like... Be, right? I mean, it they're looks probably like going to build Shitty compared to yeah. other sides of the view. Well, I mean, and then again, that is the main point of attractions. But I don't agree with the fact that lots of the people will go to Westville. Because, okay, yes, you have the brand. I'm not talking about when you want to well, shop brand. I guess, yeah. I want to say that the everyday, the everyday supermarket shopping, mm. you know, and don't forget that Lidl has grown into in, in its social standing massively. And so there's a TK Maxx, right? The TK Maxx, there's Adidas flagship store. Yeah, maybe it'll stay there then. Um, maybe they'll just re... I think they re- might be expanded. Furbish or, or something. It, but the, the main asset of that, car, of that retail park is a car park, mm. which is packed in the weekends because people I mean I was I was speaking to someone a, um, a well-off lawyer married to another lawyer kind of really good income together they live in um, uh, off kind of uh, crouch end the things that their destination for shopping is this retail park really yeah what? because it's like uh, it's got a car park and it's got lots of things together and there's not many others uh, that unless you start to go out or then you go in, but mm. yeah, very got to live in Barking yeah. and yeah. got like surrounded by retail right. parks. <laughs> Barking is like Beckton you know, has got yeah, absolutely Beckton two yeah. retail parks. Um, but yeah, they're not the nicest of places to hang out. Mm. <laughs> well, no, but then again, it's it's obviously convenient and mm. and it will continue to be convenient. Yeah. And it will have to be convenient for all these people coming. Because it's huge. We saw a few and people you know, who yeah, lived yeah. there. I was trying what to was that girl figure with all the keys that she was going around. At first, I was like, oh, she yeah, doesn't look yeah, like someone right. that would live in the top no, floor of this exactly. building. She's and young. Then, yeah, and then I thought, and then not only, she must work for them because she Cleaner? didn't say anything. Maybe. I mean, but cleaning what? Cleaning, maybe, no, maybe someone that. Because she had all the keys. Yeah. Did you notice? She was going from one to the other. So then she must be someone who works for them. Maybe she has to go around Maybe and like flush the toilets or something. Exactly. There's someone has to check something. But she seemed to know her, or she didn't say anything. She didn't notice. Yeah, I don't know. That was quite strange. Unless she's an investor and had bought so many. Like, <laughs> no, because she was going in the store, like the weird cupboard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, she's definitely working. Um, Maybe the cleaner or some someone that. Because it must be. They must be kept clean, even though nobody's around. Because. Or maybe, I don't know. Anyway. Well, I viewed one Ballymore place and it had a horrible smell of like sewage in it. And she was like, oh, it's because we've not been in here in a while and we've not flushed the toilet. And I was so like, I mean, really? I think, the, I think the servicing area, the way, I mean, Hawkins Brown, I don't know if you know them, they're quite, yeah, they're the, ones who, them, yeah. they're the ones who refurbish the tea building. Mm. And they're kind of considered. I see their name around. Yeah, the property yeah, development have been, They've been awarded here and there, awarded and then also like. Uh, cackled and booed, and and and, and all. And depends on which how radical you, you, you sort of you position yourself. But um, the, the, yeah, there's definitely something there that is trying to do something to the to the tower block square. Mm. It made me think not so, not really yeah, the aesthetic, you know, but the shape is you know the ones opposite the Tate Modern yeah. where they complained. Yeah, yeah. And every sure. time I look in there, I think, why would someone want a triangular room at that price? You well, know, like the you mean the the um, the, you, the Rogers uh, what were they called Nero? No, not yeah, Nero. Yeah, what's no, it? N- Novo, Nevo, Nevo. Neo, Neo. The triangular, Neo. like yeah, yes. huge. Yeah, with with wall, like the with whole walls of the window. Across across the, win- the 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 glass. Oh, is there? Windows. They've got all the, all this. They are split like this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very like geometric yeah, and, geometric and um, colorful they, got all as well. Braces, Quite like, red. I think there's yeah, red, red, red and, and black. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but that's signature. That's signature pieces. That's some of an architect that's trying to to. That's the kind of the. 
not us. <laughs> there, there's a kind of um, um, uh, yeah, the kind of architectural bravado that this is not show off architecture. This is like someone who says, I give you a floor plan, I want that many floor and this kind of like mm. square footage. The, the developer usually says, I want this many three bedroom at this square footage, I want this many two bedroom at this square footage, the rest is one bedroom at this square footage. So it gives the, the specs, it's like the data. Would you want to live the, the in a triangular room? Well, I mean, I know this, like, I've just moved flat from uh, from somewhere that had, you know, like, open plan kitchen living room. Yeah, that A one, very yeah, narrow, in, long in, one. In, yeah. And now I've moved into one that is also open plan space, but it's more square. And it uh -huh. makes me mm. so much happier. Yeah. You know, just that layout. It's interesting, It's, it? like, not like a corridor shape. Well, but I was sometimes to figure if like living in a triangle is a nice thing. There wasn't the feeling of being in a corridor in this way. Yeah. No, no, mostly. it's just like mostly. How do you? It's not that big. How do you sort out your storage, your furniture, living in a triangle? Like, well, okay, storage. There's not. There wasn't much at all. Like what I've realized. Apart from those funny, weird shaped storage that you almost have to build stuff. Yeah, there's no storage where I've just moved to and, there and are I was cupboards, like, yes, but that's for clothes. I put my suitcases. <laughs> that's like the main I'm like yeah. but she's saying no like, for instance you're a cyclist. Now they have cyclist storage, she oh. said. So the for instance bicycle you don't Hundreds have to, of, um, yeah, yeah, downstairs, right? Yeah. It's interesting they are interesting those units, aren't they? They're really built like fancy. Mm. Who's gonna go there? Because you got a the monkey Tesco in front of it, a gym, a uh, dry cleaner. The budget gym as well, you know, like the kind yeah. of... Yeah, yeah. The cheapest gym. Yeah. The, gym. the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one that you find yeah, in kind of all the... The one we have in Barking. Yeah. And then again, there is a gym at the Tottenham Leisure Centre down on the other side. One of the council ones, is, like a better... No, no, it's not better, actually. It's called Fusion. Okay. It, it is, it is, they are partly cancelled. They are like the other two better. They're not better. Okay, we have been barking. The, only one the not supposed better. council one is called Everyone Active. There you go. Well, yeah. But it's, I mean, it's not council. Barking has probably got, it's, it's set up its own kind of, yeah, its own one. But yeah, um, I, anyway. Maybe you, I don't know. We're freewheeling here. Are you happy about this, or do you wanna do you want us to come to some kind of? Is, is there anything that we, like we need to? I um, feel a bit deranged assess. after that. Mm. What do we need to assess? Like, how are these developments going to change the area? Yeah. What do you normally? Um, what do you normally kind of assess after a viewing, and what are the or what are the criteria that you use? For this um, intrusion, this kind of intersection, impersonations. Mm. Um, do you have a certain way of recording them in your Never spreadsheet heard. of like saying I've seen this, 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 this. These are the criteria. These are the spaces, the square footage. Okay, prices. no, I mean like okay. I usually everything. usually they give you a brochure with all this information. Yeah, I asked for it. Did you hear and, that? Yeah, she, she said says, no. Oh, we're a modern we're, company. We're modern. No, they can't. They they don't have enough money to print right. this bullshit. It's right because, and I, um, but I think no, I think that they realise that. Okay, what is it? What is interesting is that have you been into any other development of this kind mm. where you have help to buy and a, a, a million top floor at the same in the same building? Yeah. Right. Usually, you actually, have, have I mean, there's of, usually there's a mix, yeah. If there's not a section that has like, I'm not talking about shared ownership. Or yeah, because no, I mean to be honest, actually, maybe it's, it's usually shared ownership with Ballymore. Yeah, um, and it's also if, for instance, in, in City Island, is in a totally different building, right? Yeah. Oh but yeah, it's in completely separate. In the same building, it's interesting. You have you have kind of like really like a, it's almost like Snowpiercer, the, mm. the train, right? Where you have the first eleven floor help to buy, the other floor it's got middle ground. She didn't mention shared ownership. I don't think there is any. Mm -mm. Right? She didn't no, say No, that's anything. just helped by. There's no because it's either helped by or social yeah. housing or affordable no housing. There's no social housing. Exactly. Well, there, there is in a sense that the help to buy is considered an affordable sort of housing. Yeah, um, I mean, would you I, like to try to to move out for a second? Yeah, let's do it. Because I think it's very very quiet. We can go okay. and try out. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the wind's not that strong. Mm. I guess it could. Like. I live in a new build now, um, like relatively new, and it is actually nice 
for the fact that like um, do, you, do you feel the standardization of everything? No, I don't I don't like it in terms of spatial standards. Yeah. You know, like it's far too small. Everything's yeah. too small yeah. now. But um in terms of like at least my own experience living in like newer buildings for the first time in my life. Yeah. They're warm. Yeah, well, that's like their soundproofing is seems really good. Um, a bit too warm in summer, but you get huge windows that open out. Get a balcony, pretty much always. That's why they've got ventilation. I think that seems to be there seems to be a thing in there at least. Yeah. So then I guess you end up. Some of them they have been in the windows. When the windows are, they don't even have like, like vents or anything. Yeah. So is it you're in, you're sealed. You're indoors You're properly. Totally indoors. Like sealed. I feel like I've spent most of my yeah. life living places yeah. that don't actually even feel indoors. <laughs> like they're freezing, <laughs> especially in Glasgow. But um, exactly, isn't that? I mean, that's that's the feeling of Western modernity standard, living standards. This kind of mm. Germanic sense of um, technique, uh, um, uh, uh, application of technology, and belief in, in modernity. Yeah. That, that you want to be sustainable, then you have to go follow the modernization and these yeah. kind of standards and this kind of like super. Th you see them frame. You see the frame of this sliding windows. Oh right, really you know, thick, fucking chunky, yeah. chunky. But then in the in the in the whole scheme, they felt fairly light and worked perfectly well, and they completely floor. You know. But the trade-off is you get yeah. hardly any space. I mean, I know that's just normal now, and she's maybe those flats were slightly above the absolute minimum spatial standard that's allowed i think slightly yeah but yeah i mean i think they are the unusual layout was the only um redeeming feature of what otherwise they're pretty bland uh but standardized features what are your soul the reason why I was trying to develop a kind of conversation about what's happening around it is mm. to see how much these people that sell you the flat are aware of where where it is I mean I don't think she was very aware she referenced when you asked about the kind mm. of yeah, creative, the creative angle yeah, yeah. and she said oh I think there's some like workshops nearby I was thinking what the hell is a workshop they're just, like, just pictures she was, she was kind of using <laughs> those words obviously it's not her field but she's and did you notice the paintings the, yeah, jeez, those were awful. Those are the ones that are produced by companies that but they, I they once didn't even worked for. Fit the aesthetic I once of the worked building. for a, com a company that produced this kind of paintings, mm. and I used to produce them. By An the actual numbers. company. Yeah, yeah. There, there was a you provider. Painted things like there that. are people that actually paint these things, and they are abstract by instructions. Well, do you know? Yeah, that's why when students produce this kind of work, you gotta. Ballymore works them. slightly differently, and a friend of a friend in Ireland who's like quite a you know all right respected contemporary artist yeah. not like mega famous yeah. or successful yeah. but he got a commission from Ballymore to churn out like a certain number of paintings digital paint something like that yeah. and he got paid like 60k for the year I don't know there was a certain criteria yeah. so Ballymore at least really go for the well, like creative you know sell higher prices they're good at branding they're good at marketing they're mm -hmm. like sh they put on a fucking show. Yeah, no, they do. They definitely do. <laughs> Whereas this was like, those were actually noble. This is actually interesting. You remember I ask, who are your buyers? Mm. She said, definitely London. No way. London. I wondered. You're buying it the, the, the guy, it. the guy was a Londoner. The the guy in the terrace. Yeah, the guys were all yeah. like kind of like startup dudes, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. like. I was trying. It would, be, it, would be, it would have been interesting to have more of a conversation because he bought. He lives by himself. So it's a one bedroom with the help to buy. And okay. He says, "Oh, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without the help to buy." Yeah. Still, it's a, mm, it's a lot of money. Yeah. Well, a five percent of a four hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Mm, you still need a fairly good job, obviously. Well, you, you need, well, you need, <laughs> you need a, a steady income. And then, and then, but then again, you, you have to go through the vetting. And then, when you look at the vetting, even if it's about a help to buy. Help to buy. It's almost you need uh, almost a higher income than a shared ownership because a shared ownership yeah. you buy only half of it or a quarter or some like or sometimes less. But so help to buy you buy the whole flat and you have a yeah, okay. low lump sum. But I meant to ask if it was a leasehold. Yeah. 
I forgot oh. to ask oh. that. Yeah, well, you can do that in the... In the and once again, the service charge was £4 mm. per square foot per year, yeah. which... Yeah, on a 60, 70 square feet, that's 7 yeah. by 4. That's and you don't have a gym, you don't have a pool, you don't have... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. Um, but if you look at the occupation, not occupation, this is like purchase. It doesn't mean that they occupied. Because the reason why that girl not. had the, all those keys and they're all empty. Yeah. They've been bought, bought to let, but that doesn't mean that they <coughs> actually let. I mean, the fact that guy said the garden and the shared yeah, lounge is always empty. Yeah. Says it all, really. Yeah. I've seen, because I see the lights, I see about half of the lights on. I'm glad she didn't say anything like, Oh yes, Tottenham's nearly finished. Mm. You know, like mm. usually they have this line where you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. as if a it's place done. is ever finished. Yeah, yeah. Or as if but it's if never was, been finished. She was talking or, about the expansion in, in Edmonton and down. All the way out to IKEA, yeah. Mm. The, I mean, if I had to say, if my only comparison here is with City Island, right? Mm. I would definitely buy this. Oh, me too. Yeah. Right? No doubt. But Ballymore flats feel like yeah. they're about to fall apart. Mm. Like. You see the crack on the on the in the yeah yeah, bit? yeah. <laughs> but that's just that's funny because actually that's that is the crack that that is these this kind of full ceiling which is where the um, uplighters are fitted you know the ceiling change in height at, mm. at some point and that's because we have the uplighters so that's a full ceiling and it's very strange that the box that they build has that crack. Was like, what did they didn't they fill it properly, or did they fill it and there is some kind of movement? What did she say? The building was like settling into yes. place. Look, the people, the people that sell the flat don't need to know much, too much. No, I mean, I think they need to know You were certainly things. asking more questions than, yeah. the, than the normal, the normal, the yeah. average person. Well, would. but then again, what kind of question would you ask? Is that, is this a good investment? Is this what what other question would you ask? Because. I mean, I have no idea yeah. what a person actually looking to buy these mm. places would ask. Well, a lot of people don't ask any question. They yeah, that's how people plan. end up with... Um, they seem floor plan. They know the developer. They they are going by a sort of a, a, a certain criteria, certification mm. of value that are fine for them. So as far as they're And they're going by the numbers of like anyway, if they're by square flat, footage. They're not going to live in it. So they're just going to... So just have to matter, see that it's, yeah. yeah, they have to see that they can make certain kind of money out of it, that that fits with uh, the mortgage that they pay, and that's fine, that's it, investment. They don't look at all those things because they, a lot of them they buy off plan, so they don't. Do you think the regeneration of Tottenham is going to be a success? <laughs> I mean, I don't actually know. What would a success yeah. be? Like what? Yes, that's right. Like, um, I think that is a very different place than, than others. Um, it's a very, it's a rare, it's a rare one because it's really within a, a, a really central borough, central massive borough. I don't think there's anything else that big. Are we in zone two? In central London. No, zone, no in zone three. Zone From seven sisters, we are in zone three. So okay. in the, on the Victoria line. Yeah. That's the boundary. Um, yeah, but it's zone three, but it's zone three very well connected. Yeah, and very urban, and urban with a tradition of, of urban occupation and presence, mm. real. Like you go to the Tottenham High Street, and it's a, it's, a, it's a real street. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be people. I imagine people buying here are people getting kind of priced out of like Stoke Newington and Dawson. Well, exactly, and because just, I was, I was priced out in the sense that they can't like, buy. Where are these people coming from in London? People just move and like they'll go north or they'll go east. Like I'm going just further east and east and east. Well, I think that the new build that we all abhor, it's a strange uh, kind of gatekeeping. The Victorian houses and the period houses are for old, older money. The money mm. that is solid, more solid, right? It's not really, it is an investment, but it's an investment that is built and it's usually more static, like people staying in them longer. Yeah, and these are like yeah, these are churning turnover, these churn, are turnover, churn, churn. churning, flimsy, so, flimsy so, homes for flimsy. But, but for those investors. who have less money, these new builds are the only options in town mm. 
because of shared ownership of help to buy. And, but then you buy into being a kind of subclass of people well, surrounded by like... You know, I don't know, it's, it's what is it like to live in that tower on the second floor? Or in the Horrible. Mm. <laughs> I don't, but, but, but what's it like to live in a building knowing that maybe half your neighbours are investors? Like not actually living there, but like half your neighbours are maybe making... Yeah an insane profit. I don't know what the rental value in those places would be, but certainly like... Yeah, I mean, I can imagine... Also, are they are they flats built for sharing? Oh. Can you imagine sharing a place like this? No, surely not. I mean, it's like a flat for a couple yeah, or, a, or an thing. individual, as that's usual. Because when you say buy to let, you buy to let the whole flat. It's definitely not by rooms. No. Right? I mean, some meta- maybe in some cases you'd be a you might be a single buying a two bedroom and then having a sharer. Yeah, well, because you're a traveler. Uh, the lord yeah. who I did the last podcast with, yeah, that's what I call him. Yeah. He's not a lord. Yeah. Um, rents a flat in a new build, not that dissimilar to those flats in Canary Wharf, mm. with a flatmate. Yeah, but I that's, think yeah. you know. It feels small. The renter, the rentier, is the one you skim in order to pay your mortgage. Mm. But, no, but, but they both rent. I or, just mean like so it they, does happen. They rent together. But I guess it's younger yeah. people yeah. that would do that. Yeah, yeah, but, and still, you know, a rent of a two-bedroom that we saw, two grand at least, right? At least, yeah. It's got to be. Well, so, so what? You have to be. I mean, I a mean, friend of mine, the, the house sitting that I did in Hackney, in Dorsal Lane, those towers, yeah. new towers on the roundabout mm. by the Dorsal, by the pub, by the Penway. Um, it's so funny because when I left the house sitting, he says, Alberto, I'm, I'm going to move to Berlin and I'm renting it. And, I'm, um, and I thought, I'll give you the first choice. Because he says, so how much you want? £2,000. Oh, you told me, yeah, that's yeah, insane. Right, and I thought, and he rented it just like that. I have. And I, it's basically one double bedroom, another kind of double bedroom, a smallish, and and a little studio, which could be one bedroom, but it's no one would would use it in that kind of way. So it's two double bedrooms, but but you can't have two couples in there. Does that oh, make no. sense? I mean. I mean, maybe two smart couples that are really getting along with each other would do that and to minimize their costs. And then with a thousand pounds each, you pay 500 pounds each and you have a, a shared flat. But mm. I think that's a very rare occurrence. Well, yeah, all these new places are built for one not, type of person, yeah, right? Yeah. Either a, <laughs> Either a loaded bachelor or like yeah, a loaded bachelor professional. A couple, like a, a kind or, of or like a well-off heteronormative couple, of, couple like, with lawyers and professional insurance and whatever, with a with a disposable income mm, that 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 they bring in like at least four thousand a month. Yeah. Well, I think like this is, and then they can pay that kind of kind of relates to my PhD, but like all these different forms of like financialized housing so like this kind of thing also like co-living spaces even private student housing mm. it's all designed for this very specific dictated episode of your life mm. where you are this person and mm. this is how you can mm. live here mm. and you move from the student housing to the yeah, co-living yeah, yeah. to so buy class, somewhere like this class related stages of one's life of course which yeah, are yeah it's just because the cl- your class yeah. tells you where is where is normatively legitimate and, and righteous to be at some point of your life mm. but if you but if you exceed that that stage you're a loser it means you haven't managed to pass to the next stage oh yeah which yeah, is yeah, yeah. which is normatively established to say well you will then move and marry it and get a proper and then right? yeah then and you then, go and get the nice and house the big and, money, and like and then you go off in the shire back where you come from yeah you know that sort of things so like 20 years in the, in the city the money making and then you're off but you never came from yeah so you're off with your two cars but it's interesting this being a Londoner I think that is slightly there is a slight different tone to this in in city like central development and also the layout the way it works the price plan the price point there are pouches in this situation I mean it'd be interesting to see when they built the new tower what is that going to be priced at? Because that's, I think... What, the Ferry Islands? Yeah, I think that's going to be priced higher. 
to say that. Who's the developer again? It's Argent. Okay. Argent related. So yeah. it's like New York, Hudson Yard, oh, and yeah. Argent, King's Cross. So they're gonna Top. they'll be able to sell more because they're yeah. they're better at marketing and branding. <laughs> it's yeah. all about well, that. Look, in like, fact, literally. In fact, the marketing in this in this one is not that. I mean, yeah, you you have that lounge that kind of show flat that situation with few pictures again craving coffee, um, a uh, 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 independent entrepreneurial things that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, you're just buying. Then, in, it's a whole package. It's a whole lifestyle. It's yeah. a whole like. If you want to identify with that lifestyle, you're then right. you pay them. The installation that the windows provide creates a certain separation from the rest. Now, the tower is located in a very central situation, so that counters that sense of isolation. But I remember being a house sitter in Dalston, in an area that I know very well. On one side, I was overlooking council flats. On the other side, I was looking Dalston Lane, really. And still, I was only at the ninth floor, and that felt, with the windows open, with the windows closed and everything insulated, very, very remote. Mm. Removed and remote. I never met anyone in the flats. I only met the people that were in the concierge. They had to be there for fire services. Okay, but why do, why do you think that is? The I think that the insulation and the fact that there's no air and no sound coming in mm. creates that. Yeah. I mean, I always have sounds coming in through my, my, my windows. So that yeah, I think yeah. the act of removal creates a mindset where you are not in the world. No, I mean... You're you, not invited to mid, to middle with the people. But people don't... Yeah, people don't want that. They don't you want, want that. You they want actually, to feel yeah. like you own yeah. the place, yeah. but you don't have to engage yeah. with it on a yeah. kind of street-level way. Which is interesting, the fact that there's so many students flat in that, in that development in Hale Village. Yeah. Because the student flats are built to remove you in a way, mm. because you're supposed to study, right? So and you want to meet you people. Wanna, you yeah. want to like yeah. be safe, meet people. So I think that is a yeah, is a mindset, and I I think that the insulation, the sound insulation, and the temperature insulation creates a microclimate, an interior microclimate that produces a certain subjectivity. Mm that produces a certain way to look at the world. Like, the world doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, you can't see the details. Like, you're just kind of getting this yeah. weird overview. Yeah, you're not. I mean, it's not quite but abstract, but it... Yeah. Yeah, there's a bizarre disconnection that I can't imagine. I'm living on the eighth floor at the moment, and mm. even that, I'm like, wow, this What's is... What's what I'm saying? I'm on the ninth... I was on the ninth floor for this short period of time. Hey. Yes, please, oh, thank, thank you. you. I mean, I love it, to be mm. fair. Like, mm. I wake up, mm. look out the window, and I'm mm. like, mm -hmm. this is exciting. Mm -hmm. So I guess... Because I mean, you've never lived that before. Also, like, Alex, my partner's from yes. Tottenham, and I remember, like, many years ago, he was like, no, oh, I think Tottenham's ungentrifiable. <laughs> well, <laughs> there are like, parts well, of it. It's interesting, because there are parts of London that still have that feeling. And for a while, I think pre-riots, Tottenham felt like that. Mm. I think the riots, in a way, unlocked yeah. this potential of saying, how are we going to turn it around? Just like Hackney. Mm. In a sense, riots opened up, like in every urbanization, riots and historic urban rebellions produce a, a, a strange settlement post-riots, post-rebellions, which is far from the ambitions of the of what the radical politics of the rebellion were driven by. Mm. They're actually producing a settlement where it's much easier to introduce a new canon, a new kind of forms of occupations, which is exactly uh, divorced from, from all those reality. It's mm. almost like the, the riots create the, the environment that follows, there will be a totally different one and makes it much easier for a, a much more conservative, orderly fashion. It's like Hausmanism. You know, Hausman in Paris is exactly, it, it became, Hausman became charged with that task after the Paris Commune. Mm. Paris Commune was the, the, the ring bell for, for, for the powers of the Republic to say, shit, we gotta make sure that nothing like this ever yeah. happened. So, and then not only you know, that, but we and, need to completely erase, erase kind of the settlements history. Are exactly what what it is, you know? Yeah. Okay. So then they funnel money into the regeneration yeah, and like erasing yeah. the history, sure, and everyone sure. does and a or, little. Or, or lift it in the sense that you can, if you notice, that it is like there are a reference to the factory that was there. Yeah. Massive factory yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah, it's like in furniture. In Hamilton is Lesney. Yeah. The, the matchbox kick you know, cars. Yeah. You yeah. pick the There's key always, event. You the pick key the key event. Is silence in the past. 
and erasing it and, and uh, uh, edit, uh, editing it in a particular way. And it's way always something to do with industry, you. factories. Yeah. You know, it's always sure. this like pr the pride of Britain. Like, look what we've managed course, to produce. Of course, and, of course. And now we do financial capitalism. And now we do fuck all, <laughs> except sell these tiny boxes yeah. to like. Yeah. Or to each other, yeah. To not each other. Even, yeah. <laughs> just not, like... not even like to, to foreign investors. I don't know, because it's interesting. It's like she seemed to say quite categorically that, that the ownership of this flat is mostly Londoners. I don't believe it at all. Do you think that's, that was just that? Well, no, actually, to be honest, I think the help to buy it is obviously like yeah, the help that's to buy, yes. entirely. But, but I mean, which, I London, mean which Londoner would would spend a, a, nearly a million to buy that flat at the top, which is not exceptional at all? In Tottenham Hill, I mean, like, in Tottenham I, Hill, you know, I like it here, but like, that really forces you as, to. I'm trying to imagine being that person with that much money. Yeah. I mean, I'd just go further out and buy a big house, mm -hmm. you know, like. Mm -hmm. But I then, mean, you if, buy, if you're you can this, buy like, a double bachelor, Victorian in, in, with that money. Yeah, but the bachelor, yeah. you know, the bachelor. Yeah, that, <laughs> I think the modernity so, aspect. It feels really gendered yeah. in somewhere, but that's just mm. my, that's probably and my assumptions. And then again, we mostly saw assumptions women along, and, young women along. Yeah, anyway. maybe like if you're an international student as a female, your family are more inclined to buy your property to because keep you safe, you, keep right? safe, that's right. And the tower block has got this kind of like yeah. access, no one comes out. It felt and very then safe. again, it's very strange that they allow the postman that you had the slot of the post slots in tower blocks. Yeah, that's never quite unusual. That. But then it's I guess like because you would you would have a post room, but they allow. But then you'd have the to employ someone. Would, would you have to? You'd, yeah, but then but then you allow. Concierge. But then there's a lot of traffic. Yeah. This, that this guy at the concierge will have to buzz people in, and all this. There's CCTV foreign bodies, everywhere though, right? Foreign bodies going in to the to deliver. But there's and someone could CCTV. pretend to deliver. And anyway, yeah. I, I need to go. Yeah, me too. You're Thanks for listening and please do see the links below to find out more about Alberto's brilliant and important work. Between the 6th and 10th of September, I'm doing a week of property viewings that you can sign up to and come with me on as part of the Anti-University Now Festival. Lots of great things happening for the festival. Um, so do check out their website, also linked below. Um, so if there's a property you've always wanted to get inside of, just get in touch uh, with studio at laureal.com and I'll arrange the rest. I'll also be at the Anarchist Book Fair in London's Conway Hall on September 11th with a stall featuring some of the Asset Arrest archive of brochures that I've never shown anywhere before. Some lovely keyrings and zines you can have for free. And again, the chance to sign up to view a property you're desperate to get inside of with me or just for more information or a conversation. Please share, subscribe and follow us on Instagram at Asset Arrest. Um, and I will hopefully be back soon. Bye. Asset Arrest. Making contact. Gaining access. Asking questions. Wasting time.